Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave, Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Producer Skip. Hey, it is good to be making over-under win bet totals this year. They didn't exist last year. It's been a couple of years. Skip's so excited he can't even speak practically. Yeah. Uh, Also with Redcast Rob. Hey guys, it's good to be back. I'm going to be uh, defending my championship in win total last year. Um, And let me tell you right now, the key to making sure that you win the most bets, don't do your research. Just go with your gut. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember that you won last year, Rob. That's that's news to me. It's a very decisive margin. Mm, I see. Well, I'm also with Boomer. I'd just like to announce that uh, no Redcast analysts were involved in the making and recording of this podcast, so no worries there. NCAA, everything's on the up and up. So you can have an analyst uh, working in the background. You just can't have them on the show. Yeah, they they can't be here talking in your ear while we're giving lines or talking about spreads or anything like that. No, they can be breaking down film. Yeah, or... We didn't Looking do any the, practice the podcasts, so they're I think scribbling out spreads for me off in the distance on a whiteboard. So <laughs> and screaming really some of that information into practice. consideration. Every time I make a pick, they're coming over and just giving me like you know hugs, but not saying anything. So that's yeah, good. Words too. of yeah, encouragement is okay. words of that's encouragement fine. for my picks. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, this is our first edition of the Betcast. Uh, go Redcast. Obviously, is our our prime show but betcast picks up here in football season and uh, gives you all the details uh, week to week on the best bets out there and uh, this year we do get to have a chance to talk about over under betting on season win totals uh, to skip's point uh, we didn't have that chance last year because of covid and really hard to figure out how many games the team was playing let alone how many Wins they would have, you really didn't see a lot of the betting sites have any sort of lines on this. But Skip, why don't we just talk a little about uh, in general about um, kind of the over under season win total approach to um, making some money on on college football? Sure, it's as almost as easy as it sounds. The sports books will put out uh, a their with their projections uh, win totals they anticipate teams to have. Um, I would say the majority of them are at a half win mark for example six and a half wins seven and a half wins eight and a half wins to pay out a winner or loser so if you bet a team to go uh over seven and a half wins anything eight wins or more you win if they hit seven wins or less you lose um about around 30 percent of them you'll find an even number like six or seven in which case you bet an over and under you win if they hit that or if they hit exactly on the number you bet over six and the team finishes six and six you'll get your money back that is considered a push uh, so when you hear it's referencing like a push insurance later in the show we're kind of saying hey that you got that to fall back on if you're trying to bet it over but they still want to get to six at least you'll get paid your original bet amount back um both lines will be juiced based on how the betting public is starting to put their money down. So if you see the uh, the under Nebraska six and a half at uh, minus 130, that you can do the math there and know it's going to take $130 to win 100 if you're betting the under to hit that. Uh, but that also gives you an indication on uh, where a majority of the bets are coming in. Um, likewise, to counteract that, Vegas trying to 
mitigate their risk on both sides, they'll put plus money on the over in that situation uh, to encourage people to take the over. Um, but that is you, where you're going to find plus money is we're going to be uh, less of the betting public is making their bets. Am right. I missing so, anything? Yeah. Yeah, no, Skip, just let's talk about that a little bit more because that's, I think, it, it, interesting because, I mean, how that juice is used, uh, you can maybe shop around a little bit, find some lines that might actually pay out more, uh, maybe on the same number. Um, obviously, maybe a... a um... Yeah, and it's always like anything we encourage week to week, even if it's just a single game spread, shop around, right? Check different sports books. Uh, what we're going to be giving you today is mainly DraftKings and and uh, FanDuel because those are legal sports books you can bet in Iowa and in Colorado, you know, neighboring states in Nebraska. Uh, but if you're betting offshore, do the same thing. Uh, but for example, a big one with Nebraska, it is uh, six and a uh, their win total is six on FanDuel and six and a half on DraftKings. So a big difference if you're looking to bet them over uh, because a six will get you a push if you bet them on FanDuel, uh, but a six will get you a loss if you're betting them over on um, DraftKings. So likewise, check check the uh, where the juice is at. Is it minus 130 or is it plus 110? Um you, you could shop those numbers around to other sites as well to find a better uh, payout number either yeah. way if you're going to bet either side. If the number's the same, if the win total number is the same, definitely check what the, uh, the line total is then, what they're paying out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if you're really confident on a, a win total, you definitely would want to look for maybe uh, a, a number that's a half game higher um, and you might be getting more more juice on that. You might profit might be higher, right? The the bet, right. Uh, they might see that as greater greater risk for you. But you're if you're willing to take it because you're really confident on a win total, that that's where you could make some real money. Exactly, and and you will see from the time they open these lines, you will see some lines have switched by half a game. Uh, what something opened is is a six and a half. If a ton of money had been coming in the last two months on the under, they've moved it from six and a half to six at one point, and then maybe even six and a half to five and a half. Um, they feel like they might have got the line wrong. Otherwise, they're just going to move that money line uh, all the way up to even minus 140. It's kind of like the highest they will probably go, 150, 140, uh, before they change the over-under win total. Um, for example, I'm looking at Utah. Uh, they're over... Uh, eight and a half wins is minus 140. So it's been bet heavy. Uh, a lot of people have been betting heavy on Utah, uh, whereas their under is plus 120. Interesting. All right. All right. That's, that's good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, well, um, we've got a, a good show here. We're going to run through all of the, the Big Ten over-unders. Um, and we've actually got a, a guest picker. Uh, we had uh, Brett Ciancia of Pick 6 Previews on with the last Redcast, and he was nice enough to sit down with us and actually go through uh, a lot of the Big Ten uh, over-unders as well as uh, talk about Nebraska in particular. So we'll bring Brett on for those segments as well. Uh, you guys ready to uh, lay down some money? Let's do it. All right. For entertainment All right. purposes only in Nebraska still. So. <laughs> For, for a little while longer, Boomer. Yep, right. getting close. Yep, getting close. Uh, hey, Boomer, what's the uh, what's the status? Uh, when's the first gambling 
Uh, sports betting uh, could happen. Well, Lincoln in should have the first casino open, I believe, is the intent. So that should be next year or two, I think. I know they were going to start some little like warehouse just to throw some slot machines in. I don't think they'll have a full sports book up and running to start, but uh, should be fairly quickly. So pretty soon, Lincoln right. Heights, we'll we'll be seeing you there. All right, that sounds good. All right, well, let's start in the uh, the Big Ten East at with the top dog, Ohio State, and. Um, we're using uh, FanDuel and DraftKings here. Um, these are uh, typically the same number. If it's different, I'll point it out, guys. But Ohio State with both FanDuel and DraftKings is at 11. The over-under is at 11. Um, let's start with uh, producer Skiff. And have you looked at that Ohio State schedule? Do you see a loss on it? Uh, no. Their two toughest games they got this year, Oregon and Penn State. They are getting them both in Columbus. Um, otherwise, if both of those were on the road, I might consider one of them to be a loss considering their, their quarterback has not even thrown a collegiate pass. It's probably um, a little – makes you a little worrisome to go over here, but they probably got the best wide receiver group in the country, and they've just been stockpiling talent there. Um, I, I don't know how you really think they can lose to Penn State and Oregon at home. And in that scenario, you got to see them going over 12 and 0. And it, this is where that uh, push insurance comes into play. Even if they do slip up and lose one of those games, they go 11 and 1, you're still going to get your money back on that bet if you bet the over. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, Boomer. Uh, I could see Ohio State slipping up. They've done it in the past, uh, losing to Iowa and Purdue. But if they can get through Oregon early in the year, um, then it's, it's a matter of do you actually see them losing twice in Big Ten play? Yeah, that's kind of the big clincher. Uh, like Skip said, yeah, they're starting a, a new quarterback who has no experience. He's got – you open with Minnesota and Oregon, so you do have kind of a, a starting hump. Maybe they slip up in one of those two games, probably not against Minnesota, but possibly Oregon. But after that, they hit a run of, what is it, like Tulsa, Akron, Rutgers, Maryland. I mean, they should be hitting a stride by that point. They'll have experience, and they've always got ample talent around them. So it's just hard to say, yes, here's two games they're going to lose. I'd see the under on that now. I'd, I'd agree with Skip on this. This is definitely an over over for me as well. All right, Rob? Yeah, this is one of those situations where I wouldn't even touch it. Um, while, I mean, you can look at their schedule and say, where's the loss? At the same time, it's it's like, yeah, you're right. You slip up, okay, it can be a push. That's fine too. But I just I don't mess around with anything this high with win totals because you never know what could happen, right? Like a guy could go in, he could get injured, a couple key players get injured. Next thing you know, you're losing money on on the over under there. And um, I tend to try to stick with stuff that's more middle of the road when it comes to win losses, personally. That's just me. And again, it's gambling. So you, you are taking your chances. And this is just one of those situations where I wouldn't even bother taking a chance. But realistically, looking at this, I don't see a single loss on the schedule for Ohio State at all this year. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Good advice there, Rob. Doing over under, you probably should have some, some basic principles. And I think a lot of people would avoid some of these really high wind totals just on on basic principle. Like I'm not going to take an over on an 11, right? Um, but, uh, 11, I guess has a little bit of wiggle room there, right? Skip, but, uh, you'll, you'll see some at 11 and a half, right? And then yeah, that's, you're predicting an undefeated season. 
that's one thing too, Dave, when it comes to morals and ethics, I'm all over the board, but when it comes to principles, <laughs> I'm on it. That's right. That's uh, I wish true. I had the stat in front of me, but I heard a, uh, a very, oh no, it's the first time since 1952, Ohio State will start a quarterback with zero college passing attempts this year. Wow. So that is, uh, you know, what is that? 59 years? That just goes to tell you how good that program is. I mean, can you imagine that with any other team in in the Big Ten where they're just like, oh, yeah, this they're starting a quarterback this year with zero experience. Okay. Like, nobody would have any confidence. And they're still going to make their win total 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's – okay, that's just stupid. That's That's stupid. I'm out of here. Good night, uh guys. (laughs) I'll say, you know, Rob did bring up a good point, though, when it comes to injuries and something kind of Skip referenced earlier when it comes to COVID. You know, how does that play into – how you pick over unders skip or so definitely check with your sports books. If you're going to make a bet this year, there are some out there that have said you, you'll find the fine print that um, this team must play all 12 games for this bet to go in. So if a game gets canceled, uh, they're just going to void that bet and give you your money back. Um, I'm not seeing that on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, so what a lot of the conferences have come out and said is a, a forfeit's going to go as a loss. So if you've got a team that's not heavily vaccinated and may not have enough players to field a game, um, that's going to go with a loss. So I hope you bet them under and not over. And so that burns you or likewise, their starting quarterback um, is ruled ineligible for the game. Um, some key starters. Uh, so that's a thing. Maybe do a deep dive to see how, how heavily vaccinated a team you're going to bet the over on is to kind of mitigate some of your risk, but yeah, I mean, that goes with the territory making these season-long bets that you could make a bet and uh, the starting quarterback tears his ACL in the second week and you're kind of dead in the water. But uh, that's kind of the downfall of kind of betting these. But likewise, if you bet they're under, though, and their quarterback tears their ACL in the second week, plays in your favor. You know? <laughs> not no room for that, wants... though. No, that. no, of course not. Never, never. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're um, all locks on. Well, Rob, are you, are you you took the under. Is that right? No, I said I couldn't see a loss on their schedule. So obviously that would be the over. But like I said, there's just too many unknowns with a team like Ohio State and and a starting quarterback who has no experience whatsoever. So it's just hard to I wouldn't put a bet on it. But at this point. Ohio for State the being podcast, who they entertainment are. Purposes yeah, someone only. gave you a free All right, bet. fine. You know what? Uh, if someone gave me a free bet, let's go with the under. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to take the under. All right. All right. I, I would All go right. with the over there. It's a, it's a free bet, and I win more money with it that way, right? Because All I'm right. Let's pluses. move on to uh, Penn State. Let's get a, a little more interesting here, I think. Uh, Penn State DraftKings has eight and a half at the, is the number. FanDuel has nine. Um, I think that could make some some differences on who you take. Uh, Skip, where's your money? I, I would bet DraftKings with the over. Get that eight and a half, so nine's a win instead of a push. Uh, I think they were one of the teams that kind of just didn't have a good year because of the craziness of the, you know, the schedule. And, and they outproduced a lot of teams like Indiana. They should have won yep. that game. Uh, they out, they, what they have like 350 more total yards than them, something ridiculous and lost. And even that was a controversial 
uh, reviewed touchdown loss. I, yeah, you know, sure. I don't, I don't see those games going that way this year. I mean, they, right. They lost the Maryland too. I mean, I think this is a, it was, you know, such a weird year last year. It's hard to put a lot of weight in it for most teams. Um, some were hit harder than others. Didn't get as many practices or games in as others. And I think Penn state will bounce back uh, to at least get nine wins. That's not, asking for much from a Penn state team. That's yeah, still pretty I, talented. I, I think I, I agree with you on this one, skip uh, the eight and a half in particular, you know, I, I don't trust Sean Clifford one bit, um, but uh, do I think they can get to, to nine and three? Um, I think so. I mean, the, the, one of the key games out there probably, well, they start with Wisconsin at Wisconsin. I could see them starting with a loss here. So you're going to mm-hmm. be sweating out a little bit, but uh, Auburn is, is a little bit on rebuilding mode there. And then they get Auburn coming up to happy Valley. And I think if you can win that non-conference there um, and you know, you're, you got a tough haul versus Ohio state though. Where's your, where's your third or fourth loss. Right. Cause um, they're, they're, they're going three and O out of conference ball state, yeah. Auburn at home and Villanova. So are they losing three conference games? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's, and if so, where, more than three at eight, eight and a half. Yeah, right? so you, you win. Can say, right, right, exactly. Sorry, sorry. Are they losing four conference games? So we'll, let's say they lose to Wisconsin and Ohio State. They still get Michigan at home and then that at Iowa. I don't think yeah. they're going to blow it to Indiana this year at home. They're, they're going to really be circling that game. That's not going to sneak up on them. Yep, agreed. All right, so that's two for, for the over. Boomer? Yeah, I'm in agreement. You get that eight and a half. Yeah, I had a couple losses to them. That even gives you one to spare just in case they screw up against, you know, Wisconsin or somebody. I'd, I'd feel pretty safe in that. Yeah, if you can get it at eight and a half, take the, take the over. All right, Rob, you want to lock this down or are you going to be the contrarian? I would. Oh, man. See, and I'm looking at this schedule too going like, okay, I think they could probably lose to Iowa. Who knows what Indiana is going to do this year? Um, you know, they were kind of the wild card last year. Um, obviously, Maryland, Rutgers. Um, I even, who knows about Michigan, right? Like Michigan could all of a sudden, maybe this is the year, right? Isn't that like Michigan's new slogan or something like that? Like maybe this is their the slogan year. eight years yeah. running. Yeah, maybe this is the year. <laughs> um, you know, Michigan State, I, if, if I recall, and I could be way off, but they are in full rebuild mode as well. Um, you know, and, and, yeah. So, oh man, that's such a hard one. Uh, I'm going to say the over, I'll say the over on that one. All right. Um, I like the eight and a half in particular. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, if you're, if you don't like the over, go ahead and take the under at nine and you might push it nine and three. Right. So that could be another tactic if you're not crazy about Penn state. Um, all right. Let's stay in the East and move over to those Indiana Hoosiers um, last year's darlings. Um, and they have a number of seven and a half. Uh, I think this is an intriguing, intriguing number, and it depends on how high you are on, on Tom Allen and Michael Penix, et cetera. Um, Boomer, uh, you know, we. Yeah, this is, this was kind of an interesting one. I, I, I thought about this a lot that, I mean, that's seven and a half is a really tough line because first glance, I've got seven wins for them down. I think it all comes down to that Cincinnati game. 
you know, that's still going to be a, a good Bearcats team. Can they win that? I'm going to go with yes, as long as, you know, Penix stays healthy. I'm going to go with the over on them. I think you might have a better read on this bet right off back because if Indiana can beat Iowa on the road. But then that Cincinnati game in week three is, is the critical one there. I mean, that's a, a pretty big game, and I don't see them beating the Bearcats. I don't know. I agree with you, too. I think I lost, I think, Cincinnati's loss. Um, and then I'm going here, and I was looking again, like, okay, and I think, um, you know, where are the other losses they're going to take? I mean, Purdue, that's a that's a rivalry game, right? So that's kind of a toss-up. Ohio State's a loss. Um, you know, I think Penn State, Penn State, I just got done sitting there saying, like, Indiana, we don't know. They're kind of the wild card here. But I also think that that's a loss at Penn State, too. So what is that, five right there already off the bat? So there's your under. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stay with the under on this one. All right, Skip. Yeah, I'm going to go the under. Um, Indiana was pretty lucky in the turnover margin last year. They were tenth. Yeah. Um, Have you seen their all the teams that played their interception numbers last year, Skip? Yeah, it's insane. Yes, they averaged almost two ints a game. Um, They're not going to so, be able to do that again. No, a lot of that. When I'm kind of looking on a close way, which way to go or not. A lot of that you have to turn into what are some lucky statistics like turnovers. Those are not, obviously a crappy quarterback will throw a lot of turnovers every yeah. year, but just like from a team's perspective, you can't count on your defenses to keep giving you an insane amount of turnovers every year. It's just a lot of those statistics. If you follow, you know, football statistics and analytics, they regress to the mains over the next year. And those when you find those outlying statistics that if you bet that those were regressed to the mean, then it's going to be harder for them to win a lot of those close games that they were pulling off last year for, for that. I, I could see a seven and five with that schedule. Yeah. I, I, I think the most likely outcome is seven and five, which for Indiana to have back-to-back winning seasons, a bowl game. Gets still, you yeah. Wins. Still great still for good, them. Good year. That's, for them. that's getting Indiana back to another bowl game and, and that's winning you a bet if you bet the under. Yep, that's right. That's right. Look, let's be honest here. If we're talking about Indiana having back-to-back bowl game seasons, that is an absolute win for their program. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of – all right, so it sounds like we're we're three to one on the under. Boomer's the only over on that one. Um, Michigan, the point of how far Indiana has come or how far Michigan has, has fallen – uh, they have the same uh, over/under win total out there, seven and a half uh, from both of our sports books. So um, Michigan at seven and a half. I, I'll, I'll take this one initially, and this is one of those more like gut um, reactions on this one. But my question to you guys would be like, do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to get fired after this year? Because if he doesn't hit the over, if he goes seven and five, I could see him getting fired, or at least you know parting ways. And uh, my gut just says that Harbaugh is going to come out, figure out how to hang around Michigan for a few more years. I say an eight and four more likely than seven and five. And I'm taking the over. I mean, did they give him like a contract extension or anything recently or. or Uh, They restructured. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. And they restructured. Yeah, that sounds right. So he actually took a pay cut. I think a significant pay cut, Uh, but I think it did get extended. Okay. What I recall. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. I mean, 
I think if he goes seven, you know, gets seven wins, I think there's plenty of ammo for people that want to let him go. And again, it depends who those seven is. If one of those seven is Ohio State, that probably buys him another year or two at least easily. But, you know, if he, if the seven wins are just your podunk, you know, you've beaten Maryland and Rutgers and things like that and losing to Washington, Ohio State, Penn State, Indiana, then they might seriously consider letting him go at that point. So it's going to depend a lot on the character of those wins, I think, this year for him. It's going to be especially tough for them, especially uh, right after coming, starting the season three and one, right? They got Western Michigan. I think mm-hmm. they lose to Washington, um, Northern Illinois. Rutgers. They lose to Washington at home. Huh? I think so. Um, Northern Illinois, Rutgers. Uh, then they, you know, so there they are, three and one. Then they lose to Wisconsin. They lose to Nebraska in Nebraska. They <laughs> lose to Northwestern at home. And then, you know, they lose to Penn State and Happy Valley. Um, and Ohio State is, I mean, let's be honest, Ohio State's not even their daddy at this point. Ohio State is like their dad's dad's dad. Their granddaddy? It's like the, or the Rose like Great, great, great granddaddy yeah, of, of uh of the big 10 at this point so i'm here i'm here i am, here under I am taking under on him and i'm saying harbaugh loses his job and goes in and becomes an analyst for his brother in the nfl all right skip boy i michigan's been one of the hardest teams for me uh to bet in the harbaugh era i i've got a pretty bad read on him i feel like every year and and this is just a stay away from me this year. They had five coaches that left. They hired six new coaches. So you got all that turnover on staff too. Um, maybe it'll help because, you know, they were, they were not very good. They were always underachieving. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's okay stay to agree away from with me, me Skip. It's okay <laughs> to stay. agree with me, Skip, and just say, you know what? I'm going to go with Rob on this one and take the end <laughs> It's okay. Uh, all right, Skip, we'll just take that wishy-washy answer and uh, put that in the bank. Um, let's go on to uh, Rutgers. We're hitting to the, the bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten East. Uh, Rutgers with Greg Schiano trying to turn things around. They got a couple of wins last year that you didn't really expect. Uh, Nebraska did take care of business in the last game of the season versus them. Win total here at four and a half. Um, uh, anybody have uh, a hot take on this one? Well, I was kind of interested looking at their schedule. They have a really good shot of starting the year three and zero because they it's Temple, Syracuse, and what is it, Delaware? In Delaware, yeah. So I mean, that's I mean, Syracuse is not good, and Rutgers no. under Shiano is okay. I mean, they they're at least they they put effort into their games, and he's yep. recruiting. So the question is, are, are there two more wins after that on their schedules somewhere? I mean, they've got Illinois, Maryland, and Michigan State are the, the likely candidates. Everything else, you know, it's Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, Penn State, Wisconsin. So those, no. But you've basically got, you know, two chances to, you know, uh, or three chances to win those, you know, to, to get that, those two wins. And do you see them doing that? And I yeah. think it's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go out on a limb and put a lot of money on them, but I think, you know, Michigan State's got a lot of questions just – because they're starting from scratch. Maryland is Maryland and Illinois starting fresh too. So Rutgers could sneak five wins in this year. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I mean, I think the key there is that Michigan state game, because that would, if that's a home game, if they could get a fourth win relatively early, you're saying at four and two, 
and just thinking they just need to get a, another win to get over um, because they, they finish off uh, with, you know, Wisconsin, Indiana, Penn State, and then they do have Maryland at the end of the year, which could be another game that gets them over the, over the hump. So I'm taking the over on this one. Skip. Uh, four and a half, right? Four and a half is mm -hmm. the number. Yeah, give me the over. I, I think they can beat Illinois, Northwestern, and all three non-con. That's five right there. That's yep. all you'd need. Yep. Exactly. And um, if they if they split those because they're road games, they got Maryland at home to end the year. You might be riding all the way to that last game of the year to get that fifth, but it's a, it's a very winnable game for them. Hey, it keeps the excitement going all year long. That is why that's, some of these bets are great. That's right. That's right. Rob? Yeah, I'm going to call this the BetCast Rob gut check here and go with the over because – I really liked Rutgers was fun to watch last year um, when it came to watching big 10 football last year, even they were a team that what they showed me was they showed me that they really like playing for Shiana. They do. Yeah. Um, they the went Michigan out there game, a good game example. and they were competing in every single, in a season where they were a team that had literally nothing to play for, except for just to go out there and get some in-game experience. They put it all on the line every single week. And I was super impressed watching them play and, I mean, just given that, I think five is a is a number that they that they reach. It may not be easy, but I think they get there. All right, mark that down. The, yeah, the I think Shiano's been really rebuilding that program through the transfer portal as well. Um, Big time. He so you're more often to not to see some immediate returns with somebody like that instead of a complete rebuild through recruiting. So because he's going that route, you know, I I and the success he used to have there. I, I can definitely see them winning six games this year already, which is a big step considering the laughing stock Boomer has made them, uh, you know, the last <laughs> dozen years prior to his return. True. Hey, I'm still upset. I didn't get to go visit there last year. I was really looking for it. I was going to take my son to his first college football game. We were going to travel out, see my sister in New Jersey, go see Nebraska play Rutgers at Rutgers. I think it was only like $25 a ticket. I mean, sure. Was, yeah, it was great. <laughs> she lived a little 11-minute train ride from the stadium. It was like the perfect setup. And then, of course, they don't even have them on the schedule this year. So That's all right. You know, That's all right. We'll, yeah. we'll play Rutgers enough in the, in the future of the Big Ten. Let's finish up the East here with uh maryland and maryland is at five and a half i had to like double check that number like maryland at five and a half i mean you're taking the over you're saying the terps are bowl bound wow uh, skip what do you think about that uh yeah i i would not be betting for maryland over that is not something i want to be uh needing throughout the year to find six wins because i'm not really seeing it um you know they got just two gimmies in their non-conference. So they've got a, their other non-conference game besides Howard and Kent state is West Virginia. I mean, that is a very losable game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what other three or four games are they going to win? Even if you gave them Rutgers, Michigan state, Illinois, that, that gets you just to five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Loxley's doing some good things there, also mm -hmm. recruiting better. Um, offense has shown some explosion, but I just think it's it's too high of a number, so I'm going in the under as well. Boomer? 
Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, just going down their schedule, I mean, the only things I think are wins, you know, you got Howard and Kent, you know, those are gimmies, but that gets you two. And those Illinois. are guys' first names. Those aren't schools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those, those are my neighbors or my cubicle mates. Uh, those, those aren't teams, you know. These yeah. guys sell insurance. Exactly. Um, I, Illinois can be a win. Michigan State could be. West Virginia, maybe, but geez. I, I, I cannot find six wins that I would feel confident with in that schedule. So they'd be a, a really solid under for me. Right. I mean, how many of those games are they going to be favored in? It can't be many. It probably would be. I can't imagine they're favored I mean, yeah. in six or even five. No, no, there's no way. So I, I don't see who it would be. You know. So, yeah, that, that's when you definitely take the under. All right. All right. Let's. Um... You forgot Michigan State, Dave. No, yeah, I, I got Michigan State. I don't. I don't through. get input on Maryland. Oh, you can oh. put input. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I. I don't. Five wins is maybe on Maryland, but Texas isn't on their schedule this year, so I just don't see a six win anywhere else. Oh. I'm gonna leave it at that. Burn. <laughs> nice, Rob. Right. Sorry, I forgot about you there, Redcast Rob. I'm just trying to. He get had that written down there. all day, Dave. He, he really I, I wanted thought, to deliver I, it. I thought of it like right here and there, and I was like, "Oh God, I got to use this one. It's gonna be he was funny." Dave told it me on I'm, his kids and his Dave, wife. Dave right. told me I'm funny. I'm just gonna keep trying to be funny. Like, you know, man does no research whatsoever, but uh, he has hey. to get his one-liners in. I, I'm totally, totally hey, forgot about he, that. Hey, in a day of everyone claiming to be doing research, I'm going to admit I do zero research. That's fair. Well, listeners, the other three of us do research. So, I mean, and of course, Red Gas Rob did win the um, the wins last year. So, oh, maybe that's not a good sign. All right, let's wrap this up, though, with Michigan State. And uh, Michigan State is uh, five in at DraftKings five and a half in FanDuel so uh that's an interesting one and uh you know I mean if you're going to take the over on this one you're probably thinking Sparty could actually maybe beat Nebraska if you think Nebraska is going to whoop Sparty you're, you're taking the under right Boomer yeah this is similar to Maryland uh you take this at five and a half and I don't see six wins on this schedule I mean Mel Tucker walked into just a horrendous situation you know with, with Michigan State I think he took the job in what like February of last year and then COVID shuts everything down and can't recruit can't really coach anybody for all summer unless you know you do some off off uh, campus stuff but uh yeah it was it, it's pretty vicious I mean you're basically starting in square one in Michigan State at this point I mean you've got you open at Northwestern, who's always tough, and then they play Miami, not of Ohio, but Florida this year. That's going to be tough. I just don't see a whole lot of wins jumping out at me on that schedule. You know, Youngstown State and Western Kentucky, sure, but you've still got to find another, you know, four four wins or so on that schedule to get you to six, and that that's not going to happen. So, yeah, take the five and a half in the under there. I think, you know, if, if you're high on Sparty, uh, you look at – you know, them beating Michigan and Northwestern last year and saying, hey, the, that was, I mean, Mel Tucker was starting. That was a clear year zero type scenario for him. Uh, did well at Colorado, gets a couple of wins that he probably shouldn't have against, you know, better opponents. But then you look at some of the other losses and, and you know that they got a long ways to go. So um, I, I agree with Boomer on this one and I'm taking the under. Skip. Yeah, I mean, I was super under on them last year. Then they burned me a couple yeah, times I by that. getting some of those wins. So I'm going to say uh, this is the year that they're really going to fill it. But also, 
all their kind of coin flip games, so many of them are on the road for them. Uh, Northwestern, Indiana, Purdue, you know. Rutgers. Um, yeah, even Rutgers. Uh, so if they had some of those as the home games and the obvious lost ones as the road, maybe. But I, this is a solid under bet for me this year. They're still, they're still going to feel the effects from uh, that transfer exodus, the new coach, the weird year. So yeah, um, they had twenty yeah. some guys transfer out. I think you know. Yeah, so, and they had a lot of transfers in. Um, and I think Tucker's a good coach, but just it's definitely a transition. Rob, um, yeah, I'm going with the under on this one too. I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, there's three for sure wins on here. Um, even going into week four for them where Nebraska visits Michigan state. I mean, you're going to have a four no Nebraska coming into Michigan state just rolling <laughs> in. So Rob, you know, you're for value. <laughs> no, but really that I, I see three guaranteed wins on there. Maybe Youngstown state, Western Kentucky. Even then I'm like, okay, with that third win, like Maryland, maybe but then you know that maryland seems to pull off some really weird wins every now and then so that's even like a to me a coin toss game personally oh yeah definitely. um so i mean again like you said mel tucker you know and this this will be the year that he gets fired after year two and goes back to colorado where he then takes a job somewhere else <laughs> all right all right i think tucker actually is going to do okay in, in east lansing i don't think he's going to a rose bowl anytime soon but i think he can make them a pretty respectable team um, but it, it's going to take a few more years. All right, guys, uh, let's uh, move on to the West. And uh, the prohibitive favorite to win the West is Whiskey, uh, the Badgers of Wisconsin at nine and a half. Uh, anybody have a strong take on this one? If you look at Wisconsin's <laughs> schedule, um, it starts with Penn State, right? And so I think if you feel like they're going to take down Penn State, get a good jump on their um, – uh, conference schedule. Uh, the big non-con game is Notre Dame a few weeks after that. Yeah, this is this is a tough start. I mean, you'll know week one whether they have a chance to go and over on that or not. So, you know, they have to beat Penn State. Yeah, because that's going to be tough. I mean, you got Penn State, you got Notre Dame, you got your West schedule. Man, I don't know. I, I could see them winning nine games. I think is probably realistic. Ten. 10 is tough. I mean, there's three losable games, you know, on that schedule. Just, you know, you got Penn State and Notre Dame, and they're always good for choking against somebody you know, during the regular season. I, I wouldn't feel strongly about playing an over on this one. So yeah. I, I might take them at the under it with nine wins. Some of it might depend on how high you're on Penn State, right, Skip? Yeah, and Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, Notre Dame's got a lot of turnover. Uh, it's a neutral site game. Uh, it's in Wrigley Field, I believe, right? Yeah, that sounds yep. right. Um, so you got that as a neutral game, which, you know, that's, that's winnable for Wisconsin. They're actually facing their former quarterback, uh, Notre Dame named Cohn, the starter. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, that's intriguing skip, right? I mean, you definitely yeah. have Jack Cohn is going to be motivated to, to show Wisconsin that they, they made a mistake. You know, I, I don't know. I've been waffling on this one all day on the over under, I mean, you know, Graham yeah. Burt's uh the wisconsin quarterback a lot of promise got the big arm um and he started off really well last year versus illinois in that first game but i mean you have to take the season in total and uh i think he had a nine to five uh, td to int ratio 
um, did not throw for that many yards versus Iowa, for example, struggled, you know, and, and I don't know if that was a COVID related thing. I, I believe he, he did have COVID last year. Um, but you know, will um, other defenses already be uh, scheming against him and throwing stuff out there. If you remember, Adrian uh, had a pretty good uh, freshman year at Nebraska and then really struggled in year two because the defense has adjusted and threw a lot of stuff out, out there at him that he didn't know what to do with. And I'm just curious on how high uh, you're on, on Mertz, because if you're high on him, you're, you're thinking, hey, 10 and 2 is doable. You're thinking Penn State's a win, maybe even Notre Dame's a win. And then then it's like, you know, even if they stub their toe in Big Ten play, it's going to be easy to get the over. But I think the biggest thing going for them is their four toughest games is, you know, all the indexes would say would be Iowa, uh, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State. And they have three of those at home and Notre Dame in a neutral field. So, yeah, uh, I think the fact that so those four games, none of them are true road games. So if they could split that two and two, they still go 10 and two and hit that over. That, that's good reasoning right there, Skip. Um, so so if I was putting money, if I had a free bet, I, I would put on the over. But I, th- I, I think I would spend my own money on it. it it's <laughs> I, I do see them as a nine or three, 10 and two. So it's it's a good line right in there. Yep, that's right. Rob? Yeah, I'm going to stay with the under on this one. If there's any team that could disappoint you on something like this, it's going to be Wisconsin because every year they just – they're a good team. They're a good program. They're a great football program. I don't – I can't think of any kid that wouldn't want to, like, play for a team like Wisconsin, but it just seems that whenever expectations are there for them to be a certain way, they just never quite seem to get there. Um, the one game, I'm, and and this is just me looking at their schedule, the one game that is really intriguing to me is going to be the, the Army game. Not that they're going to lose that game, but that game could easily be over in like an hour and a half with how much those two teams run the ball, right? Bet like, the I mean, under on uh, game time. Yeah, on game time, bet the under. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're going to see like 900 yards rushing in that game or something, right? With, with you know, a score, and a half of like, hours, with a score of like nine to six. So, you know, it's, it's, um, classic wisconsin army football game there but um yeah i i have a hard time i'm trying to see like okay where the loss is gonna be and and you know penn state obviously like you said dave you you go in there you get penn state wisconsin that game's gonna set the tone for the season notre dame on a neutral site um you know again both those teams there's a defining moment for both of them in their season and then you know, where is that third loss? Are we going to see a 10 and 0 Nebraska beating, you know, <laughs> meeting like a 10 and 0 or, you know, a nine and one Wisconsin, like, where's that going to be, you know? So, and who knows like Minnesota this year, what, what kind of team are they going to be to where, you know, they could be a possible upset. Same with Iowa possible upset right there too. So um, it's, it's going to be a tough one to tell. Um, All right. So I'm, I'm, say, the under. I'm taking the under on that. Boomer's taking the under uh, Skip and I are going on on the over, um, but just barely. So uh, we are split on whiskey, which uh, makes sense. Uh, All right, let's uh, move on to those Hawkeyes of Iowa uh, with an eight and a half number. Uh, This is just a little bit below Wisconsin. And uh, obviously it could be coming down to Wisconsin-Iowa game to to see if Iowa would go over there. But, you know, Iowa uh, opens up with Indiana and then they have that Iowa State game, right, guys? I mean, that is a big deal for Iowa here. Iowa has won that uh, in-state rivalry multiple times in a row now. I don't think Matt Campbell's even beat Iowa yet. 
uh, but they probably are favored this year. It's in Ames. And so I think it really depends on how good you think the Cyclones are. If, if Iowa could win that game, I would like the over a lot better. But my sense is I think the Cyclones are probably due on this one. And I think Iowa is a good eight and four team. I think eight and four is more likely than nine and three. Um, Iowa, Dave, Iowa State, five-point favorites right now. There you Line go. Line is up. Yeah, yeah, and if you listen to our friend Brett, then, I mean, Iowa State is is like one of his almost like locks this year. He loves that team. Very high on Iowa State. Yeah, A lot very of people high on are. Iowa State, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell. And then who knows? I mean, leave it to Iowa to trip up to Colorado State, right? And skip, Skip's dreaming that's of that a, day. Yeah, right? that's like, a definite L on Iowa's schedule there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, go Rams. Uh, Anyway, I think I'm, I'm, I'm picking eight and four, so I'm going to go under. Anybody want to go along with me? I am there with you, too. I am pretty, there pretty with you as well. About that. I mean. Yeah. Even if the fourth loss is, I, I'm telling you, this is Nebraska's year. They're going to beat Iowa yeah. this year. And, and, and that's I've, part I've of my jokes, too. I've yeah. made some jokes about, uh, you know, Nebraska winning some games, et cetera. And, and I'm people are not being 100% serious on that. All right. Like, I, I know. But, you know, I'm, I'm drinking the honky Kool-Aid with this. But. I really do feel like this is the year where, you know, Nebraska beats Iowa last game of the season. And it's, it's, I, it's almost a no doubt. I, I almost feel like that's going to be a two score win. You can write right, that one so down, but Rob's on the under skip. Um, you're on the under yeah, as well. I'm on good. an eight and four, maybe even Boom. seven and five. Yeah. Down Boomer. here for Iowa. Yeah. Eight and four is just the most likely outcome. Just going over that schedule. I mean, those first two weeks are going to be fascinating for Iowa with with the Hoosiers and Cyclones. I mean, gosh, you win those two, and who knows where they're going to end up? But yeah, those are both losable for Iowa too. So I would not, I would not be excited to to, to have to count on those to get me to those nine wins. So I think it's more likely you lose one of those for sure. So that makes you, the the under, yeah, quite. If more you're likely. betting the under, then based on what Boomer's saying, even if they do start out 2-0 beating Indiana and Iowa State, they can still drop to Penn State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska and get them to 8-4, and four, and those are all losable games for them. Yeah, there's a so, lot of coin flip games yeah, in conference yeah. with Iowa. They just don't have a big margin of error, so... No, they never do. Nope. And, uh, yeah, you just got to, I mean, think, you know, is this one of those Iowa teams that seem to win a lot more than you would expect or not, and I mean, I think eight and four is another good year for Iowa. Another chance to win a ninth game in a bowl game. Well, it's like a five-year extension for Ferens if he gets an eight and four. That's right. right? So, okay. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's uh, move on to uh, Northwestern uh, Hydrux NU, as Boomer likes to call them. Is that six and a half? Six and a half for the Wildcats. Uh, this is a this is a tough one. I, I I'm still still going back and forth on it. Who's uh, feeling good about it? I am. Skip. This is a definite under for me. Big time. I've already bet it, in fact. Nice. Um, right. And that was before they just lost their starting running back for the year and a starting offensive tackle. Um, yeah, uh, they lost a lot of talent. Two people drafted in the first round for the first time ever, right, in Northwestern's yeah. history. Youngest um, team in the country, too, I believe. Yeah, and 
their quarterback transfer who they thought was going to come in and uh, help them in the passing game that ranks one of the worst in the country last year, last two years. Uh, he didn't even win the starting job. The rolling, uh, he'll sing, uh, the South Carolina transfer. Yeah. Hel- Damn it. Oh, yeah. Helensky. I'm almost saying Helsinki, but that's a city. <laughs> Helensky. Uh, yeah, Ryan Helensky. Helensky who came so from everyone South was assuming and making these yeah. lines based on, here's this good quarterback from the sec going to come in and uh, revive their passing game. So this is where they're going to keep that momentum, even though losing a lot of players and, and make that, I feel like that's how they made that, that, that line for him. But skip who he, did, who, who did win the starting job then? Did you uh, the guy that was there last year. No, Ramsey's gone. I think. Or, uh, uh, I but think they have Hunter their... Johnson. Yes. Another five-star yes. Guy. Hunter Johnson. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I just don't see it this year. Yeah. Well, it, it's pretty compelling. I'm a free agent on this one. So I'm listening to other others. Anybody have an opposite take? I'm I'm, I no way would I have an opposite. I'm rolling with skip on this one too. Um, you know, Northwestern is one of those teams where, you know, they, they, some years you look at them and like, wow, they're really intriguing. I'm not really quite sure exactly how good this team's going to be. And I wouldn't say that they surprise everyone, but you know, they just pull a Northwestern, right? They pull out a bunch of wins that nobody expected them to win. Um, you know, they come in, they're a tough team to play. They are always low scoring. This isn't that year. Um, yeah, they're the, I, I mean, you know, they probably be Indiana state, Ohio, maybe duke who knows i mean duke's not a horrible football team right they they no, might they might beat michigan state um you know based off of everything we said so there we go they start the season three and one and then you know i could easily see him pulling off like another eight losses right there in a row yeah um, i mean i think to your point rob um fitzgerald is really good at winning um coin flip games um but there's some games here this year that they may not, it may not be coin flip worthy. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're anywhere near a Wisconsin or, or an Iowa this year, just from an experience standpoint. Right. Um, and so it could just, it just could be a, a little lower win total for, for Fitz and company. Boomer. This, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way on that. It's it, this is probably an under for me. I think six is probably a realistic ceiling for Hydrox this year. I, Fitzgerald's always good for those, they come out of nowhere and win the division and then the next year they have, you know, four wins and rebuild and then, you know, retool again for the, for the following year. So this is one of those rebuilding years. They, they have like the least returning production of any major power team, power five team, I think are close mm-hmm. to it. Yep. It's going to take them a little while to find their footing. Uh, you know, they've got some easy non-con games, but I'm not even sure the Ohio Bobcats are a, a sure thing for them at this point, you know, so let's yeah. let them go to place of course, as we all know. So and that was yeah. a team last year that was in the top uh, 30 to 25 percent of turnover margin too last year. Yeah. So you know yeah, you so. you'd need them to expect uh, maintain that momentum while losing all that production and experience. Yeah, I, th- I think that's just asking too much for a team this mm-hmm. year on, on a full schedule. I mean, there's there's winnable games on there, and, and Fitzgerald is a good coach, but I think it's just asking too much to throw a bunch of money down on hitting that seven or more wins. So. I'm definitely under on that. All right. All right. Let's. Um, yeah, they could start four and zero, and you could still win this bet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And they, they got a good chance of starting four and zero, too. But another yeah, one of those Big Ten week one games with Michigan State. So, yeah. 
Right. It's going to be a fun week one for the conference this year. It is. Actually. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff getting your interest that is, early. Yeah, so. that is the – it's very interesting that these guys got to play right out of the gate. Let's uh, hold off on Nebraska and head over to the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. And uh, the Gophers are looking at uh, six and a half uh, wins at DraftKings, seven at FanDuel. So here's one where you can maybe decide what you want to play depending on uh, what number you like. Uh, Skip, uh, what do you think about the Golden Gophers? Oh, man. I know they're they're getting bet the over um, if you're looking at uh, who's betting them more, but I, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. But um, And I, I believe they might have lost their best receiver for the year. Oh, really? I'm trying to confirm that. Yeah, he went down yeah. with a bad injury in practice uh, just last week. I believe that's correct, Skip. I believe that he did. He was ruled out for the season in the news okay. release that they put out yesterday. If I'm wrong, I apologize. No, to no, that we're we're seeing the same thing then. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I mean, you know, I mean Fleck it was a wide receivers coach, so I'm interested to know what type of depth they have there. Obviously, they've had some really good wideouts there over the last few years. All right. you, He's a week to week, is what they said uh, a couple of days ago. So unless something new came up, that's that's the last I heard on it. So. That Chris Altman Bell. So. Sounds sounds like our um, our tight end situation in Nebraska. Yeah. No one really knows. But granted, I'm week to week too. So maybe if we had some analysts in here helping us out, we would know this for a fact right now. Darn straight. So we're we analysts. Uh, we're 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 taking a break from analysts while we're being investigated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, I think uh, some of this comes down to how much do you like Tanner Morgan or not, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Some people were so high on him, even for pro potential after their their big um 10 win season a couple of years ago um not quite so uh, confident about him last year but they still can run the ball mo, mo ibrahim is the running back there darn good running back uh they seem to be able to stockpile their o-line um you know i i think i would take the under if i'm at FanDuel and and looking at that seven then yeah, you can you can push on that they could go seven mm-hmm. and five and you get your money back right skip correct um, and if they go under, you, you win. Or you could do DraftKings at seven at 6.5 and say, like, I'll take the over, I guess. But, I mean, I, I think the more safe bet here is to take the under at seven with FanDuel and you got a little bit of push insurance. I actually see eight and four on their schedule. Um, I'm looking at mm-hmm. some of these games. And, and if you look at some of what we'll call their coin toss games, I mean, obviously they lose to Ohio State. Um, Miami, Bowling Green, I think they beat CU in Boulder this year. CU is just not a good team. Um, I think they can beat Purdue. Um, I have Nebraska as a loss, <laughs> of course, uh, but Maryland, Northwestern, Illinois, um, I have them losing to Iowa, but then Indiana um, is a win. And then Wisconsin, um, last game of the season, who knows what those two teams are playing for at that point, really. Um, but I still think Wisconsin will be a loss. So what is that? Four losses right there, eight and four. They're, they're that, playing even, for Paul Bunyan's axe, Rob. Paul Bunyan's yeah. axe. There you go. I, I figured Boomer would, would chime <laughs> who in. Who knows what they're playing point. for? They're yeah, playing for an axe, Rob. Come come on. On. Yeah, well, you know. I thought you were an axe man. Even then, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, seven, five, eight, and four. Yeah, either way. Because um, would you say, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I really, I really do like the seven and a half betting that over or the six and a half betting that over, I, I do see pretty much 
six very winnable games still for him. Yeah. With Illinois, Northwestern, Maryland, Bowling Green, Colorado, Miami. That's six right there. And they would still have Purdue, Indiana, Iowa, just to pick up one more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I my initial um, guess was over at six and a half. And you guys are, are swaying me that way. I'm going to go. I'll change my mind to go over on the six and a half from DraftKings. Yeah, I changed my mind during the course of this conversation too. Good job, Rob. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go Thank the opposite route though myself. I think I'm going to take the seven and take the under on this. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it comes into that Colorado game. I don't know how good Colorado is, but you're going to have a Minnesota team that played Ohio State week one, likely to get throttled. You know, the Miami of Ohio game doesn't tell you much, and Minnesota, they they vastly need to improve their defense from what they were last year. And their special teams were a debacle too. I mean, it's this true. is a team that got boat raced by Maryland last year. I mean, <laughs> of all things. So I, I, they're, yeah. they're kind of one of those weird teams that they can look good one week, you know, if they've got everything playing right and then they just look disastrous the next. So I don't have a huge confidence in them, you know, winning a whole bunch of games, but like you said, there's winnable games in that schedule. They really lucked out in the crossover yeah. games. No Ohio State, no Penn State, no Michigan. Well, they have Ohio State. They, they open it. Ohio oh State, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. Okay. So, but they, yeah, they don't have Michigan. They don't have Penn State. So, but Indiana. I mean, that's yeah. They're not yeah, a slouch. So yeah. I don't know where you're going to be at that point. So, I, I think seven is probably a legit win total for them this year. It just do you think there's that eighth win somewhere on it? And that's that's how I would play that. If you think there's eight wins on them, then. Yeah, but I don't know. I think seven's probably a, a good total for him. That's why I'd take that in the under. So at least you push. So yeah, I mean, you could potentially we could all win on this. Boomer could take the under at FanDuel at yeah. seven, and they go seven and five, and he he gets his money back. And and we could take the six and a half at, at DraftKings and win on seven and five, and everybody's happy. Let's make and it happen, bet, boys. Yeah, the betcast is rolling in it. So it's That's beautiful. Right. That's right. Uh, all right. All right. Let's uh, take a look at the Purdue Boilermakers and uh, looking at a number of five for the win total this year. Five for the Purdue Boilermakers. And um, this is one where I, I'm looking at the under here. Uh, I just don't have a lot of faith right now on how good Purdue is overall. They have a couple of really good players. Um, David Bell is one of them. Um, George, I forget how you pronounce uh, that guy's last name on the defensive side, Karlofkis, I believe. Um, but I just don't think they have a, a, a full roster there to really compete for, for more than five wins. So I'm taking the under. Yeah, I don't see six wins on this schedule. I mean, you open at Oregon State and UConn, you might start 2-0, and but then Notre Dame, no. I mean – rest of the West, I don't see them competing with, and they still have Ohio State and Indiana on the schedule. They're, six wins is tough, and, you know, Purdue is probably getting to that point where they have to start thinking about coaching changes. They're, they've kind of underachieved for what they're paying that guy. And, Five million a year. Yeah, that, that's a lot to be – That sounds familiar. Yeah, well, we're not going there yet, Dave, but, yeah. That's yeah, right. We got to win. To get the production that they're getting out of him for that amount of money, it's – yeah, it's a problem, and – I don't see six wins on that, so I think under is best at that point. So, Skip? Yeah, I'd go under as well. I, are they improving at defense at all? They're going to have to win all these games in a shootout, you know? I mean, just at the end of last year, they gave up 
37, 37, 34, 27 to Northwestern, you know. Um, and these were 37 to Nebraska at Rutgers, and we know how we were on offense last year, so. <laughs> That's a good point. We averaged 23 points a game. We got yeah, and, and they lost, you know, Rondell Moore. It was a real game changer for them. Yeah, I, if I'm betting this, I'm betting the under. Rob? I'm going strictly with the under on this because based off of all of my other predictions, I have Purdue as a loss to like two-thirds of the teams on their schedule right now. So <laughs> I, otherwise, I, I would be, I think, um, you know, we're, we're a family. I'd be talking out my butt if I, if I tried to say Purdue is going to win more than six games because then I'm just like basically throwing out all my other predictions out the window. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I don't know if the math shakes out on this boomer on our wins and losses, but um, it's always tough to figure out. Uh, They're at right. least going to be the underdog in seven games. Oh, at yeah. Least. yeah, yeah, easy. And that would be five wins, favored at the most. Yeah, it, yeah, and I don't, I don't think they're even going to be favored. I don't think they will when some of that gets down to it either. No. All right, let's uh, take a look at the Fighting Illini, uh, Illinois, Nebraska's first appointment, uh, opponent of the 2021 season, um, kicking off in uh, just over a week. And the line there is at three and a half. Um, I took a, a little deeper dive on these and on this one, guys, just to see if I could find four wins on the on the schedule. And um, I looked at uh, they have UTSA, it's Texas San Antonio. And they also have Charlotte. And I'm like, well, you know, those sound like wins, right? But actually, if you look at those teams over-unders, uh, UTSA has got seven and a half as their number, and Charlotte's at five. So either one of those are complete pushovers. Um, I, I, I'm trouble finding four wins on this schedule for Illinois. Anyone else? I agree. Look, they I'm don't have be, oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm going to be at that game. And I can tell you right now, uh, in week one, that Illinois will start the season off 0 and 1 because I'm going to will them to a win because I'm going to be there with Honky and Mac, and there is no way I'm going to spend a weekend with the t- those two after a Nebraska. So <laughs> I'm guaranteeing a win. All right, that's my guaranteed win for the first week of the season. All right, when we get there. All right, um, but I just don't see four wins on here either. No, I'm Let's at skip. everybody else on this. Yeah, that's that's asking a lot for. You know, Bielema stepping into this. It's Illinois is not great, and there aren't four wins that jump out at you and say, "Yep, these are gimmies." I mean, even the Purdue's, UTSA's, Maryland's. I mean, they they have Virginia, and I don't think they're going to beat Virginia for that matter. And then, yeah, that's the safe bet's the under on that one. So. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the under as well. Um, it's going to be pushing it for him to get three wins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I've, I've, I've heard some national guys, they, they're like, you know, they have a bunch of super seniors, um, actually a couple of good offensive linemen that might have some pro potential. Brandon Peters is one of those super seniors. The quarterback is back again. I mean, that guy has had a full career at Michigan and Illinois now at this point. Um, Chase Brown's a decent running back. Um, but I, I also know that they, they've got a lot of holes um, on that defense. And, uh, if they're going to win any games, it's going to be by shootouts. It seems like another, another player that have skipped. You remember um, they had a, a, a quarterback recruit from St. Louis, Isaiah Williams. Yeah. He uh, they, it. Yeah. They switched into he switched wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. I'd be intrigued if that makes a difference because he could 
could be another threat out there. Then that's where they. I think yeah. he was recruited to Alabama as a receiver. Yeah. And he right. only went to uh, Illinois because they were like one of the only schools that would offer him a chance to play quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not overly confident on this one. I'm probably not going to put real money on it, but um, I also just, uh, it just, it's just hard to immediately get to four wins. So I'm going to take the under. Yeah. So UTSA is the favorite uh, tied for the favorite to win conference USA. Oh yeah. So uh, not a push over there. Um, as one of what yeah, they, they, what they scheduled was a gimme game, but it's yeah. really no gimme based on uh, the state of that program right now at Virginia. That's going to be a loss. Yeah. They could easily so, go over three in non-conference. I wouldn't be shocked at that. I mean, no, they could win all three of those, but they, they could easily lose all three. So I don't know. Based on fighting Illini Twitter these days, uh, I mean, they're going 12 and 0. So, you know, even with the new first, first year enthusiasm, right? what do they, what do they, they have something like 16 or something like that, or 23 super seniors? Yeah, it's like 23, yeah. I think. Yes. It's yeah, quite a few. Which is, which is crazy to me. Um, and, you know, I was on a, one of those things that um, Chaz and SoCal's been doing lately where it's, he's got, bunch of husker fans on twitter like in a big group room talking and they were talking about the this, this illini team and um i feel like they were getting a lot more respect than they deserve at this point which is like so typical of just like it was like listening to twitter live right and and I well, we did lose to him by 18 points right? and we did yeah and and the and a lot of those players are returning but then you know somebody spoke up and made a point like okay there's an entirely new defensive scheme their their offensive scheme apparently is supposed to be different too a lot of these guys you know were under recruits from a different coach right so don't be surprised to see some of these super seniors going to the transfer or you know be gone i, I shouldn't say not in transfer portal but be gone after this year obviously and and who knows like how many of them are actually going to be starters anyway, because it's a new system and they're, you know, maybe they're not getting it or there's just so many questions in the air for this Illinois team. And I mean, three or four wins for them on this schedule that I'm looking at is, is questionable. It just is. It's just, it just is. Yeah. No, I mean, it was always questionable with Lovey Smith as coach. So <laughs> I don't think maybe a bulimic can get it turned around here, but I don't know about in year one. Uh, all right, well, let's um, let's get to the Nebraska picks, guys. We've got uh, Nebraska at uh, DraftKings, six and a half. FanDuel at six, though, which is in a very attractive number, in my opinion. Uh, Skip, where are you at with uh, the Huskers? Oh, man, fool me three times. I've, I've drank in the, cool, the honky Kool-Aid mix every year. <laughs> and I've laid money and been burned. I keep telling myself. I'm not betting an over until they hit an over once. Yep. But damn it, if I'm not betting an over again. <laughs> <laughs> I took a year off, so, right? I mean, there was no right. Lions last year. So, technically, I didn't bet it last year. That's right. That's right. You took there the you year go. off. That's fair. Yeah. That's I mean, fair. all the things, once you bet those overs back in the day and they didn't hit and you just bought into the preseason hype which is so easy to do with any program in the country right well all the the beat writers are writing the our same articles for every program across the country every coach is 
shouting the optimism. Oh, this player's making strides. This player's in the best shape of his life. And then you buy into it. And then you realize a year or two later that Mike Riley didn't even ask his guys to lift weights. And you're like, what an idiot I was to bet the over. <laughs> but I right. feel like this is the year it's going to pay off. And I'm going to feel like an even bigger idiot to not bet it. And, you know, I, all the things you've discussed on the red cast of we finally got the right people in place, bigger running backs, bigger receivers. We got a four year returning starting quarterback, you know, like all those things are in your favor. We got a defense that was actually really improved last year. And mm -hmm. a majority of those guys are back. The defensive secondary could be one of the best, better ones in the conference. So uh, and since the number's only six, come on. That's right. That's right. That's that's yeah. the compelling thing to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I and normally like... you have to go seven or seven and a half the last few years to yeah. even start scratching Nebraska's over. Yeah, I think that the six is a really, really compelling number, just in the sense that I, I, I do think that they're going to get to six. And, and I think maybe seven and five might be most likely. Honky would find that as blasphemy, but, um, you know, anything over that would be gravy at that point, you know, and it seems like we got, got six wins out there. Um, it's interesting. I've, I've listened to some other um, uh, podcasts that go over season win totals. And I would say about 75% of, of the picks are on the under. Um, yes. And, everything I've been reading too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, but a, a lot of that is like just this, this reference of like, well, I mean, why do we think Nebraska is any better this year? Right. And I think you can, if you look at the roster and you say, wow, I mean, they, they lost Wondell Robinson who are they going to throw it to? Well, I mean, if we just had Cade, Cade Warner returning and, and maybe Oliver Martin and that, that's it, right. I'd be, I'd be really concerned, but we have transformed that wide receiver room and we hope that there's more talent there. Uh, definitely bigger bodies. There's no question about that. And same thing with the running back room. So if Adrian can, um, you know, have a tick up in his performance and uh, use the the tools around him, uh, they can at least at least get to six. And then you're just pushing at that point, right? So, yeah. Another um, another huge telling stat to point to the over this year. Last year, turnover margin. Nebraska was 123 out of 127. Unbelievable. So yeah. just get to the middle of the road. That's two yep. more wins. You know, all those yeah. close games you're losing. That doesn't even factor in all the Jurgens horrible snaps that hopefully <laughs> he has under wraps, right? That we recovered that fumble. That doesn't go into the stat. Yeah, those are lost but we recovered that about. fumbled for an 11 yard loss. And now we're sitting at second and 21 or third, and, you know, 18 yeah. because yeah. of it. And it's essentially, we're going to have to punt and it's a turnover. Um, because you know, how many bad snaps and stuff like that we had. So just get to 60th and turnover margin. That's two wins against those teams like Northwestern and those coin flip, you know, games, those coin yeah. flip games, yeah. which is very manageable to do. Yeah. I've never it's seen one of the a... easiest things to flip from year to year statistically in sports is just your turnover margin. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the easiest never, things to go from the last quarter to the top quarter. Uh, well, they're going to also wins. note that uh, we won't have a special teams analyst running uh, 
your practice for special teams. So it's bound to be better this year. I mean, compared <laughs> yeah. to what it was last year. I mean, just so remember back to the- that and we're better. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, they're going to have, look, at, if they don't have win six by Michigan week, um, and that's the seventh game of the season, I, I'll be surprised. I'm just going to say it right now. I, I would too, Rob. I think this team goes six and one. To that's start no the joke. Season. I would too. And, yep. and I'm not joking. All right. Again, this is Rob. Illinois, Fordham, Buffalo, Michigan State, Northwestern. Frost. He has the entire roster is his. Right. Like I've seen this chart, uh, Chaz and so-called look it up on Twitter, whatever you guys want to do, find it out or just take my word for it. This is the first year that Frost has had the entire roster of his players. These are guys that are all buying into his system. Every single one of them down to the last player, the 14th string kicker or whoever, if we even have that many kickers, if we even have a kicker, I hope we have a kicker, but, but <laughs> I mean, important. then, so then you go six and one, and then you're looking at like going into Minnesota. That's a winnable game. Purdue coming to Nebraska. So, so that's Rob, a winnable can, game. Rob, can I, Rob, can I clarify? You're saying that they're going to have uh, six wins before they get to Michigan. No, five, six. Five. Michigan will be their six. Michigan one. will be their six. Yes, they okay. should yeah, be five sure. and one going to Michigan. They will they be favored be. in every game, but Oklahoma. They're yeah. already favored, and we'll cover this a little later in the show. They're I thought already, I said at the end of Michigan week that they would. They're be six already and one favored versus Michigan State. They're already favored against Tidrox Northwestern. I mean, they're going to be yep. favored in five of those first six. So. They should be five and one going into that game. And- I think they're favored against Minnesota, if I recall. I think they're favored against Purdue. Crazy. And and then you've got Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And at that point, if you're like eight and one, seven and two, whatever it is that you're right there, and you're going into those games, you've got some confidence. And and who knows what could happen at that point, right? It's the end of the season. There could be injuries on other teams. You know, hopefully our team's completely healthy. Um, maybe we send some cheerleaders <laughs> with COVID out to the Ohio State Hotel. I don't know. You know, Rob has the scarlet colored glasses. Oh on. my All right. God! He's the over. I have. I well, seriously. Yeah. I'm Boomer, seriously can you bring so us back out this season? It's not even funny anymore. Well, I, I, I don't normally bet teams I'm invested in. I don't put money yes. on St. Kilda, or I don't put money on you know Nebraska generally, or the Seahawks, anything like that. So I, I tried to approach this from just a purely analytical standpoint, try to divorce all my you know feelings, the red cast, you know, everything I, I, I'm told and think I know and all the gallons of Kool-Aid I drink. But I, you have to, if you can get six in the over on this, if, if we can't get over that, then that's a problem. And that's a discussion for probably the red cast. But I mean, everything lines up for being able to, to exceed six wins this year everything you say you need for a program you've had plenty of time to get your culture in you've got your players at this point you've got a fourth year quarterback you've got the receivers that you say you need you've got a huge stable of running backs of every body type you want you've got an offensive line that's had time to develop you've got a center that's hopefully figured out how to snap the ball you've got a secondary that has some talent back there and the way the schedule lines up you're you're leading off with a team that's got a brand new coach, you know, and it's Illinois and they're not a great team to start with. You've got two, what should be gimme games with Fordham who barely plays football at the, at any level anymore. And <laughs> Buffalo who's lost all their coaches and half their players left. You know, you've, we, we've talked about Hydrox, how they're starting basically from scratch this year. You know, Michigan state has their challenges. Basically they're essentially starting from year one at this point, you know, with the challenges they've had. Purdue is always a question mark. There's six games that should be 
you're favored in six to start the year and they should all be winnable if they're not that's problems and again that's a discussion for another show but you should be winning seven to eight games this year without a question so if you're if you're gonna bet on this you know just trying to divorce it from emotion yeah you take the over at six on this i, I don't see a how they you can't at least push at six i mean they should be winning seven to eight just look with everything laid out in front of you yeah mm-hmm. screen. like rob said if you're getting to ohio state and you've got eight wins hell it doesn't matter you've won your bet and everything else is just for fun at that point so yeah take six like and take the over all right all right we are a lock on the over for nebraska i'm shocked that we we did that on a nebraska podcast i mean do you see five losses or or, i mean do you see just five wins in that schedule i guess well it's it's interesting i mean it's listed as i think the number four most difficult schedule in the country it is yeah i mean and that's fair but i mean i i mean a lot of it comes down to that first game if you lose to illinois then all bets are off but i mean well and another reason it's listed as that hard is because you're playing two top five teams yeah and, and Wisconsin and I were going to be good. Oklahoma and, and Ohio by that State. Point, your wins are baked in by that point, by the time you get to the end of the year. so Yeah. yeah. A naysayer yeah. would clearly say that you're going to lose Ohio State and Oklahoma. Some of them would already put Wisconsin in that lock loss. And then it's it's, it's like, you know, I mean, they think if, if they think Iowa is clearly the second best team, they also think that's that's four losses right there. So the question is, is what's, what's the rest of the eight, right? Um, but the, the, the optimist says, Hey, look, we're going to be favored in probably, um, you know, five of our first six anyway. So we should go five and one. And I think that's the key is you, obviously you got to beat Illinois. There's no question about that, but then the Michigan state game coming off of Oklahoma is how you, you know, set the tone for the rest of the season there. You go to East Lansing, you just take care of business. It's not even a question. You're four and one and you're having Northwestern come to town and you're feeling really good about that. Right. But if they would, stub their toe in East Lansing for any reason. Look, we shouldn't have lost to Mel Tucker um, a couple of years ago when he was the Colorado coach. Um, so we got to make sure you beat Sparty um, and get to four and one. And and then I, I like all this optimism, right? But you just can't mess around. And Dave, is that one Oklahoma or Buffalo or Illinois? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma on that one. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Just, just want to double check for, for any of our listeners that are going game to game here putting money down all right guys uh, good stuff we have covered the waterfront of the big 10 right there all right next on the betcast we got brett Ciancia of pick six previews brett thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having me guys Appreciate all it. right um hey we're just gonna do dive right in here and do some rapid fire win totals on the, the big 10 all right yeah sounds perfect Let's start at the top and uh, look at Ohio State with 11. Is that an over, under, or I'll give you a push if you want to do on the evens. Well, I mean, I hate to start with a boring push, but, I mean, I do have them going 11-1. and one. I think it's a young roster. Uh, you can catch them at the beginning of the year. Like in 2014, they were young, uh, replacing a quarterback, replacing a running back, and uh, Virginia Tech caught them that year. But So they're, they're exposed for potential early season loss, maybe Oregon. Uh, maybe Penn State there, uh, a trap at Indiana. I think 11-1, and one, so I got to push. All right. Uh, let's go uh, your West Division champion, Wisconsin, at 9.5. I'm going to go over there, 9.5 with Wisconsin. Uh, they dodge Ohio State, which is crucial when you're looking at a win-loss, uh, a win-loss total here. Uh, you look at cross-division. You look at non-conference as well. I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic on Notre Dame this year. That's their headliner out of conference. It's at Soldier Field this year. Uh, Notre Dame replacing four offensive linemen, replacing Ian Book, 
their defensive coordinator, Clark Lee's taken over at Vandy. All Americans are gone. Uh, I think Wisconsin's front seven just uh, wreaks havoc on Notre Dame. So long story short, I like them to beat Notre Dame. Uh, they avoid Ohio State. I think they go 10-2 and two or even 11-1. and one. Mertz over Jack Cohn, huh? All right. Sounds good. Penn State, eight and a half. I'm going to go over again. I'm going over the eight and a half. Um, I don't like that Wisconsin opener. I think that could be a potential loss. I think they beat Auburn. Villanova, I'm from Pennsylvania, so that's, you know, the alumni are getting after each other, Penn State and Villanova, but obviously that's a win. Uh, Ball State's a win. So I see a uh, pretty solid start. I think they beat Indiana going against the green. Most nationally have Indiana above Penn State. I see it the other way. I see Penn State. So uh, they'll probably lose to Ohio State. Uh, road game at Iowa is tough. It's always tough at Kinnick. So I think nine wins is solid, which puts me over. Speaking of Iowa, eight and a half with Iowa. I'm going to have to go under eight and a half for Iowa. I don't like that draw with Iowa State and Ames. Uh, that, that's going to be very physical. Um, you know, and then Penn State's tough. Indiana's going to be tough. Um, at Wisconsin, always tough for them. And Nebraska's away, too. And Nebraska's played their best ball, albeit not wins yet. Uh, but they've, they've played Iowa tough. So, um, and, you know, the Big Ten West always throws you a couple of grenades, like a Purdue could, could clip you like they did last year to Iowa. Um, a road game at Northwestern by November. They might be rounding into form. So I'll go under there for Iowa. All right. Indiana at eight. I might have to push. I might have to use the, the boring push here again. Um, That's what I was you know, thinking. I, I think eight and four is, is dead on uh, because I, I see them probably losing to Ohio State, losing to Penn State. Uh, at Iowa is going to be tough. And I think a loss for Indiana. So there's three right away. Um, and then uh, Cincinnati really is a wild card. And I have to admit what I don't know. I don't follow the non-AQ. I don't cover them in the book. I know that Cincinnati was undefeated last year and is kind of the pick to, to be the top non-AQ again this year. Um, so I'm going to land right at eight wins, whether that be a loss to Cincy or, uh, you know, a trap somewhere like a Michigan or a Michigan State. Yep. Michigan, seven and a half. <laughs> Whatever happens, does that save Jim Harbaugh's job? Well, that's two parts. I think under seven and a half, definitely. Uh, and whether that saves Jim Harbaugh's job, I, th I thought that when they lost 49 to 11 to Wisconsin last year and got totally run off the field, I thought that was, you know, uh, rock bottom for them. But if he was able to survive that, I don't, I don't know what changes. So he'll probably keep his job. I think they go under that total. Uh, they, they have Washington out of conference, one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, road trips to Camp Randall and even to Lincoln, which I think is winnable for Nebraska. Um, and then the Penn States, the Ohio States, Indiana. So, um, you know, transition year for Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, on the Redcast show, you mentioned that Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern all really clumped together in the West. Uh, it's the same thing with the win totals. Uh, Minnesota, six and a half. I'm going to go over the six and a half. Uh, I'll go over the six and a half. They probably, so they're going to lose the open Ohio state. They're going to beat Colorado on the road. I'm not very sold on Colorado as a program, uh, especially in 2021. Um, you know, Bowling Green's winnable. Miami, Ohio's winnable. Maryland in the cross division should be a guaranteed win. Uh, some of their swing games are at home, like Nebraska, um, like, you know, like a Maryland, like an Illinois. There's enough on there to get six and a half out of that. So I'll, I'll take the over. And how about Northwestern also at six and a half? No, I'm going to sell Northwestern. That's kind of the, one of the themes of my Big Ten West prediction this year. Um, like I said on the on the Redcast, uh, they go in cycles with Fitzgerald. I, I have the utmost respect for what he's built there, their team culture, their development, everything you want to name it. But they go through cycles. This is the, the low point of the cycle where they're all young. There's no returning production from last year. 
all those razor thin margins of error of wins are now reversing the losses. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to sell what they have. Now they do get very winnable games, non-conference against Duke, Ohio, and Indiana state Duke, one of the worst programs, uh, power five in the country uh, should be three and oh, non-league, but um, I'm going to sell them. All right. And uh, let's uh, cut off the last few here, but let's, let's talk about Nebraska. Um, a very interesting win total. Uh, I've seen this actually get bumped up now a little bit, but on most um, uh, sports books, Nebraska is listed at six. Push. I little I just scanned through the schedule and I, I see six. And you know what? On the on the betcast here, I am. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over the six. All right. And I'll I'll break it down. You know, from start to finish. Here we go with Illinois. That should be a win. It's it's got to be a win. If Illinois is a loss and then, um, you know, a loss here against Fordham or Buffalo, you have, um, you know, program level issues that need to be fixed. So I see a three and O start. I see a loss to Oklahoma three and one. And then out of this Michigan state Northwestern uh, pair, I think you split them, you know, um, and then I, as in the same sense from a betting angle, I think you split the Michigan, Minnesota's um, you beat Purdue um, probably lose to Ohio state probably lose at Wisconsin. And then you have Iowa as kind of a, a swing game. So um, I see three guaranteed losses, um, a lot of winnable games. So if six is the if six is the swing point, then I'm going to go over that. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet, just in the sense I think it's more likely to go over than under. And the push is, is definitely a playable, but hey, you get your money back. So uh, as a, a bet, that's probably a safe move. All right, that was Brett Ciancia with Pick 6 Previews running down the Big Ten with us. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys listened. Hey, wait a second. Boomer, you're on the red cast. You, you did listen uh, about uh, our interview with, yeah. with Brett a couple of weeks ago. And he is uh, really high in North Carolina. Uh, you might have heard that. And actually picking uh, the Tar Heels to make the college football playoff. And, uh, you know, that, 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 you know, you can go through and find futures on conference and division winners, in fact, in uh, North Carolina, um, not the favorite to win the ACC, Clemson's that favorite, but if you really do like North Carolina, like Brett does, uh, FanDuel has them at plus 1,000 to win the ACC, so that you can make some good money um, with a future bet on, on something like that. Um, so with that in mind, let's uh, you know, kind of diversify the conversation. We're not just talking about the Big Ten here. Let's throw out maybe a few favorites that each one of us has around the country. And, uh, you know, let, let's start with Rob, because I, I heard you talking before the show that you may not be so high on the Tar Heels. Hey, you know, it's it's funny because even Brett himself admits that, you know, every year he's got one one team or so that he really miss, swings and misses on. And right now. Um, you know, he just took that down and away outside slider um, and had his eyes closed and just kind of threw the bat out there and wasn't even close on that one, in my opinion. Um, and, I'm so, and I'm sorry, Brad, but I'm just trying so hard. You know, they've got the win total here the over. I mean, even the all the books, uh, DraftKings, everybody, they've got them at 10 wins. And, um, you know, I'm I, looking at the under and I know people are like, okay, well, where on their schedule are you looking at their losses? Um, you know, I, 
UNC just hasn't shown a lot of people are picking Miami to be the team um, in the ACC that's going to compete with Clemson this year. Um, who knows? Florida State, you, you're never quite sure what you're going to get with them. They play Notre Dame this year. And then, you know, it's the ACC, let's be honest. And any of those teams could beat each other. North Carolina State or like even Pitt at some point could come in there and throw them a loss they're not expecting. But I see... I can realistically, there's enough toss-up games when I'm looking at their schedule because it's the ACC um, and it's very top-heavy, heavy, i.e. Clemson um, is that entire league. Um, you know, I could see them losing three games. And, and, and so 10 to me seems like a really high watermark for a team like UNC who really hasn't proven anything. So that's, just, right. that's my All opinion right. on that. So Rob's going the under 10 with North Carolina. That's a, it's a hot by Redcast, Rob. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're, you're coming from there, Rob. I even, I questioned Brett a little bit during that interview of, about the Tar Hills, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, uh, I think a lot of national experts think that if, if you're looking, handicapping the ACC versus the Big Ten, that North Carolina is closer to Clemson than a lot of Big Ten schools are to Ohio State. Right. And so you're talking about Clemson being that that good, um, you know, it's 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 a rough comparison, you know, I, and a one that I actually like. I, I don't know about the North Carolina one. I'm wishy washy on it, but I've seen Clemson uh, at 11 and a half on the over under. And this is a team that um, is starting a new quarterback and uh, they play Georgia right off the bat. Right. I mean, it's possible that Georgia could win that game and you collect money in week one with Clemson not getting to um, to 12. I mean, 11 and a half. Right. Skip is saying that Clemson is going undefeated um, that it is. And a half on FanDuel. So I, I think the hot, hot pick there is take Clemson on the under. And I mean, even in Clemson's really good years, they've typically stubbed their toe somewhere. They still win the ACC, but they go 11 and one. Right. So. Dave, I think your better bet is to put your money on Clemson, uh, Georgia money line. If you really feel that, you'd be paid out more. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not guaranteeing Georgia wins, but they could. Um, and Here, me... even if Clemson does beat Georgia, Clemson under t- is minus one twenty. And keep going. Yeah, typically, even if Clemson beats Georgia, they they will falter somewhere this year with one loss. They lost a game last year. Um, they've they've lost a pit. They've they've almost lost a BC last year. I mean, it, it's possible for Clemson to to lose a game. Um, I would say it's almost likely that they lose one game, um, whether it's Georgia or not. So I, I would say take the under. The under is minus one twenty, but if you bet Georgia to win against Clemson, it's plus one forty. Ah, so. Big swing, bigger payout if you think that would be the game that could slip up. It's probably the smart way to go. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Well, I had a couple of just fun picks. I mean, they're not super serious things. These these would just be some over-unders that I just throw money at just to make the year entertaining. Uh, The first one is uh, UConn at uh, their over-unders two and a half. And they've got games against Holy Cross, Yale, and UMass. You've got to think they can win two of those for sure and probably, well, I won't say probably, but maybe three. And then you only need just, even if they blow one of those, they just have to win one more game somewhere. 
they, they end this season at like Clemson and Houston and somebody else. So, you know, you'll know by November if they're going to pull this off or not. But it'll be, it's just something, you know, it might be kind of fun. And the other fun one along wait, very wait, Boomer, similar lines. Boomer, don't sleep that they were one of the programs that didn't play or practice at all last year. Well, exactly, but still, it's, it's Holy Cross and Yale for goodness sakes. I don't think they played either, so it, it you know it's, it's fun. It's true. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, and the other the other one kind of similar on similar lines, just just to make week to week exciting. Uh, at DraftKings, you can get Kansas over under at one. You there just you have go. to win one game and you push and you get your money back. So they open at South Dakota, and that's not a guarantee. It's Coastal Carolina in week two. That's also not a guarantee, but it gives you that little spice to watch a Big 12 team that generally sucks. They got a new coach. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. Who knows how the refs are going to treat Oklahoma and Texas, you know, all year in the Big 12. Maybe they're going to sabotage something. That would just be something. Put $10 down and just enjoy every week watching Kansas Hope it seems America. like torture. Boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of the they have to watch. Did you not learn year, so. anything last year? No, it was Kansas. And yeah, it you was know Kansas, what? But, and that is yeah. how I kicked all of your butts every single week. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I came out like I came out pretty good on the on the money side with college football. I, and pro football is what killed me. Do not bet pro football people. Nope. But yeah, they yeah, Kansas itself. If they if they win a game this year. I mean, oh my God! I mean, Coastal, Car- Coastal Carolina is not a bad team. I think we talked I mean, about them earlier. Oh yeah, they're then... going to lose to Coastal Carolina. And, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and is it you said South Dakota? Is who South Dakota. Playing? Oh yeah, my God! They're going to South, South Dakota. Dakota. Isn't South yeah. Dakota like the best FCS team out there? Or is that uh, North well, Dakota? North Dakota State typically? But the Dakotas okay. are always pretty solid. So yeah. Again, I mean, this yeah. isn't a gimme. This is just they, oh, it's you want you want to burn some money and have some entertainment value with what you're doing. Hey, Why not? Buddy. You only need not one all of us have, and you get your money Not back. all of us are in insurance and have money to burn there. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, um, Skip, do you have anything to add? add uh, you have any uh, good ones? Yeah, I got a, three three good bets uh, outside of that that I am betting, uh, some of my best ones. Um, one is a Nebraska opponent, Buffalo, betting them under seven and a half. If you remember, speaking of Kansas, uh, Buffalo's coach Lance Leopold bailed on April 30th for the greener pastures of Lawrence, Kansas football. Um, and they hired Maurice Lindquist, who was most recently the defensive backs coach with the Dallas Cowboys, who were pretty bad defensively last season. Um, he's never been anything other than a position coach at any level, college or NFL, never been a coordinator, uh, coordinator at any level. And he was hired just over three months ago. Uh, Leopold's whole, as Boomer alluded to earlier, their whole entire coaching staff went with him to Kansas. I don't know why, um, but Linquist, you know, had to fill out an entire staff. Um, and that first game, they even have their staff will all be on the job for less than four months before they start playing. And one of those early games was Nebraska. So it's a very difficult spot to be in. They lost 10 players transferring as well, and they need to win eight games. Seven and five would be a hell of an accomplishment given all those circumstances and then still go to a bowl. And that'd be a great year, but uh, you know. So what you're saying, Skip, is that Ted Lasso has a better chance of making it back into the premiership than Buffalo does of covering the over. <laughs> right. Well, I think so. And that's why I'm betting the under seven and a half. So uh, my other one, uh, another one is Auburn 
under seven and a half, same number. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Harshin, their new coach, first season in the SEC at any role coming from Boise State. Um, so Auburn, I'm going to go ahead and say they got four gimmies, Akron, Georgia State, Alabama State, South Carolina. Uh, so the rest of their eight games at Penn State, at LSU, Georgia, at Arkansas, Ole Miss, at Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Alabama. They would have to split those eight games. And where are they getting four wins out of Penn State, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss? I've got five of those as automatic losses, and that automatically rules them out from getting eight wins. So, yep. Easy one there. And my final one is Tennessee. You might notice a theme on all of mine. It is an under. It's six and a half on FanDuel. Uh, it's six on DraftKings, so make sure you get the six and a half on FanDuel. But the theme is new coaches. Tennessee, another new coach. And I'm sure everybody listening knows their mass exodus they had in the transfer portal. Yep. Um, and they've got a difficult schedule as well. I was shocked to see the number it six and a half um but same deal i'll give them some gimmies at bowling green tennessee tech south alabama i'll even give them vanderbilt okay that's four but how are they getting three wins between pitt florida missouri ole miss alabama kentucky georgia don't see it uh under six and a half tennessee they're another program starting from ground zero i mean with the amount of transfers they've had all right. I, I like it. I got a few as well. I got a few. I'm, I'm also uh, hot on some SEC over-under skip. Uh, LSU, uh, numbers at eight. Uh, I could say eight and four being pretty real realistic there, but um, uh, Coach O, if you go seven and five, is probably going to get canned. So um, I think LSU can can get to at least eight, and if they go over, that's, a, that's, that's money. Um, I took the Tennessee one as well, actually. I think that's a really good bet, Skip, so that's a solid one. Uh, going out to the Pac-12, uh, Arizona State's an interesting one. Um, a lot of a lot of hype for Arizona State, but they have a lot of you know clouds hanging over that program with some of the investigation stuff happening. It's far more serious than anything that Nebraska was been accused of. Um, so I, I just don't know if Herm's going to get to nine wins. Nine wins for Arizona State. So uh, that's an intriguing one to me. And then Stanford. Stanford is four. Well, what happened to Stanford guys, right? I, I get it. I mean, uh, the Pac-12 has probably gotten a little bit better in the North with Oregon and Washington, but I, I think Stanford is better than a four-win four team. And so I like the Cardinal to, to go over on that one. Okay, guys, let's let's actually talk about Nebraska um, game lines, right? Early season game lines. Um, that's our expertise. Um, I'll run through uh, six or seven of these, and um, then we can uh, jump on the ones that we find most interesting. Um, out of the gates in Nebraska at Illinois, we have DraftKings at minus seven, FanDuel six and a half, so Nebraska favored by about a touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma, we are underdogs by 19 and a half. Um, going to East Lansing, Michigan State, favored by four against Michigan State, favored by six and a half uh, to Hydrax and NU Northwestern. Um, two and a half point dogs to Michigan, seven. Six and a half point favorites over Purdue and four and a half point dogs to Iowa at home. Um, what's uh, standing out to you there, Skip? Uh, right off the bat, 
Nebraska at Illinois getting six and a half. It's finally come under seven. Uh, this this line started eight, eight and a half at some places, even nine, I believe, when it first opened. And everyone thought it was ridiculous. Uh, so I was going to wait because I know everyone was betting Illinois to be that home dog by that number. And so I was going to wait until it finally came under seven to bet it. And it already has. And so I will be betting big on FanDuel to get Nebraska by a touchdown. Also at home against Hydrox Northwestern, only six and a half. I know, as we said, by the time that game, uh, you know, Nebraska could be four and one probably at the time of that game. Yep. Depending on how Northwestern's looking. And that's a home game in Memorial that I see that line being over a touchdown at that point could even go up to like nine and a half. Um, so you're getting great value betting that one earlier this year. Same with Purdue. Just to be a home favorite under a touchdown against Purdue. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, by that late in the season, if things are going the way we are going to hoping and thinking, um, that'll be well over a touchdown favorite, uh, favorite at home by the time Purdue and Nebraska play each other. So great value in all uh, those games, especially the two home games under touchdown. Yeah. 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 Uh, advantage to bet early here on the, on yes. The... Yes. Yeah. Boomer. Yeah. The one that really stood out for me, I'm, I, it's always tough to bet early because you, again, you're just kind of going off what you hope happens and what you think happens. But I think the, the Michigan state line, you know, that's not a, you know, minus four is not a whole lot on the road. And if everything pans out the way we should, we should be a, a much better offensive team than the last time we met up with Michigan state when it was, you know, what did it end up nine to six in a, in a freaking blizzard. And that's right. The weather should not be that this go around and we should have the advantage at that point. So that that's a game where I think if the line's opening, you know, less than a touchdown, I think you jump on that now. So that would be the the big one I would take on that. I mean, minus four, heck, that's that's nothing. So, yeah, Rob, I know you're gonna you know bet Nebraska and all of these, but um, what do you think about Oklahoma that plus nineteen and a half? Well, it's funny that you say that, Dave, because um, if you followed the inaugural season of the Betcats last season, um, it was ride Kansas till they die, right? Like, I mean, just take them, just bet against Kansas, bet against Kansas. I'm going to take a little bit opposite approach with um, Nebraska this year, and I'm going to take Nebraska to cover until I die. Um, and so starting with, <laughs> starting with week one and even, you know, going into week four against Oklahoma, I'm hoping there's some momentum there and they keep that game closer. Do I expect them to win that game? No. Do I expect them to lose by three touchdowns? No. Um, I'm really hoping even if it's, even if they lose by 17, they still cover. Right. And then you run down the rest of this, this list right here. I mean, I'm just looking at wins, even the ones they're not favored in like against Michigan and against Iowa, um, Iowa. I don't know where they come up with four and a half considering that Nebraska has only lost by six total points in the last two seasons, I think against Iowa. Right. Is that, I think that's I think we lost number. by six last year. Didn't we? Was it, we was it by, by six? Last year? I thought it was by a field goal last year, but I could be I, wrong. Um, it's between yeah. three and six points the last several years every year yeah, maybe that's never lost is. more than six so. exactly but I, yeah so i think they cover against iowa because i actually think they're going to win this year against iowa so um yeah i'm just going to ride nebraska until they don't cover anymore and even when they don't cover i'm probably still going to vote for or vote still bet bet uh them to cover on all the other weeks because some of these games are just so close and they're all one score games outside of oklahoma so yeah yeah it is actually a lot of close lines there i agree 
All right. Well, let's actually uh, hear what Brett has to say about uh, Nebraska's uh, early season game lines. Hey, uh, let's just run up, down a few of the, the Nebraska games and I'll, I'll, I'm going to clump a couple together and you can just tell me if any of these uh, lines kind of jump out to you, especially when you think through your game grader and, and that type of thing. So um, Nebraska has three early uh, road games. We have at Illinois, Honky is going to be there with Repcast, Rob and, and Mac. Nebraska minus eight. Uh, then we have at Oklahoma plus 19 and a half. And then the Michigan State game, which will be a key game if we can actually get to Honky's dream season at minus four, a road favorite there. Anything stick out with those three to you? Of the three, I think the Illinois opener, uh, minus eight. I mean, if, if you want to bet a little bit extra, you could probably get that to seven. And I think you're at least a touchdown better than Illinois, the way you look at it. I mean, um, they're going through a coach transition. They're not very talented uh, roster-wise. Their defense was one of the worst in America last year. So I think that there will be chunk plays, vertical plays, explosive plays for Nebraska. Um, you're guaranteed to have a healthy quarterback at this point. And if you're trying to bet a game here in uh, late July, you don't know how Martinez will be healthy-wise or – how Martinez will be health-wise mid-season. So you know for the opener he's ready. I think they're going to win uh, convincingly there. Oklahoma, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go with that because a game like that could spiral out of control. Um, and Michigan State, I don't, I'm not, that's a very mysterious a, a very mysterious team to me with all the, the transfer portal activity and who knows what they're going to look like. So I like that opener. Ah, I like it. All right. And uh, three home games that are out already. Uh, Nebraska, six-and-a-half-point favorites versus Northwestern, two-and-a-half-point dogs uh, versus Michigan, and four-and-a-half-point dogs versus Iowa. All home games there. Any thoughts on those? I'll take the Northwestern one. Um, Again, I mentioned it a a few minutes ago. It's kind of foundational to my Big Ten West predictions here. Um, But more so outside the numbers and everything, Nebraska fans have watched this series year in and year out. Uh, they go up and Nebraska goes up and down the field on them. They win the yardage battle. They get down very close to the goal line and just the, the score doesn't reflect that, uh, whether it be fluky turnovers or, uh, you know, lack of execution in the red zone. But I think now with Marquis Step, the, the physical back with a bigger, you know, uh, honky mentioned on the, over on the red cast, uh, a shift towards size. Now uh, you're going to have some red zone targets, some, some jump balls, some fades. They're going to execute better in the red zone than they had in the past. So they get it done against Northwestern. Um, I, I think that that's, that's the one I'd take. Michigan's variable. Iowa, all bets are off because if, if this is one of their stronger teams, yeah, they'll, they'll probably – I don't want to throw the money on that one. So I'll, I'll take the uh, – no, yeah, all bets are off in that uh, – what do they call it, the Heroes game? That's whatever right, the, yeah. yeah wh- whatever fake trophy is online, it, it really has become, uh, from what I can tell from Twitter, somewhat of a rivalry. It, it seems pretty bitter, at least from the, the third-party perspective here. But anyways, give me the Northwestern line. All right. All right. That's great. Yeah. Honky's a big fan of the Iowa-Nebraska rivalry now. So, um, <laughs> uh, well, Brett, we really appreciate your input. I know I think I see Redcast Rob already placing these bets right now as we speak. <laughs> so um, if he's a wealthy man, uh, come December 1st, it's because of you. I literally was. <laughs> <laughs> see, I know you too well, Rob. I know you too well. Make sure to uh, sprinkle some UNC playoff or some Sam Howell Heisman because that's the super dark horse for the year. That's a nice roulette chip for you. There we go. There we go. We like it. All or at right, least Brett, their well, win total, yeah. We really appreciate you coming on the BetCast and look forward to a great 2021 college football season. Good luck out there.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Uh, you know, Brett is an expert, and that was some great insight on Nebraska. Um, he thinks we can get to six, so that's a good sign. Hopefully, it's a lot more than that. Um, I think all of us think that we will uh, cover the Illinois number, especially now that it's down below a, a touchdown. Skip already went into that. Um, I, I'm in asking Rob, though, to give me his opinion on the Southern Utah-San Jose State game, which I'm sure is going to be a riveting watch on CBS Sports Network. Rob, well, San Jose I'm, State? I am so glad that you asked because, I mean, being a Bay Area local uh, growing up, you know, because I am from Petaluma, there's my one time. There, there we go. I, I was missing the Petaluma reference on the show. I just yeah. had to give it to you. I'm going to make San Jose State my lock of the week for week zero. The, just, just to be honest, there's probably no line out there because uh, Southern Utah zero is line a F, uh, FCS school, but just for the fun of it, if you can find San Jose State, take it. Um, there are uh, four other games total outside of Nebraska on uh, week zero. We got UConn, Fresno State, Hawaii at UCLA. Bruins are a big favorite there. UTEP at New Mexico State. Um, so uh, hopefully there's some some good football to watch and uh, we'll be back with a Go Big Redcast next week to preview the Nebraska defense and get us ready to go for our matchup versus Illinois. For now, let's call that a Go Big Betcast. Go Big Red. GBR. Go Big Red.